Welcome back to another episode of Supercoach Insider. My name is Ben. And I'm Chris. And thank you for joining us for the Clayton Oliver special. Oh. Uh, Chris is here just as a guest today uh, because he doesn't have the man Clary Swizzy there. I'm here and I have Clary. So, <laughs> so today it will be the two sane operators. It will be Swizz and myself with our guest speaker, Chris, who knows nothing about talent or players who can go 204, Chris. Yeah, I don't know about that. Um, you know, I've I've had I've had my share of good luck this season. Um, I didn't have like Luke Ryan, so I'm I'm okay. And uh, I traded in Josh Kelly just when he started posting tons. And you know, I'm, I'm so hey, I you, you have year I'm going all right. You have Brayshaw though, so apparently he'll be a test for another two weeks for you, Chris. So enjoy <laughs> enjoy that one if he plays Peter, this weekend. Peter Bell said he's extremely confident. He used the words extremely. Extremely confident that uh, Brayshaw will be playing this week. So, uh, well, I hope he trains out of his skin and does another calf. That and Chris <laughs> <laughs> just Literally training out of his skin. Just for you. Now, before we move on, please do like, subscribe, follow us on all our socials: SC Insider One Hundred, Facebook, Twitter, and Twitch. Um, on YouTube, Chris. Uh, yes, uh, YouTube. Uh, just search for Supercoach Insider on all of our audio platforms: Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and the rest. Yes, um, indeed. Our- a bit everywhere. Really loving the comments as well. YouTube and Twitter are absolutely kicking off. Facebook. Oh, dude, by the way, I actually... I, I like you got tri- likes. Tripled my like volume last week on my Twitter account. It's now up to like 50. But what is it again? CFX? 50, CFX underscore one on Twitter is my personal handle. There you go. Um, okay, so there you go. There's Chris's and Swizz. We still need to work on getting you some kind of online. Swizz just gets into arguments with people. I'm not sure if that. <laughs> yep. Swizz... Oh, wait. That's kind of what we do. <laughs> it is. And again, remember, we're not an advice page. We're an opinion page. And our opinion yeah, is the please, only opinion please, that matters. Please <laughs> follow me on Twitter if you want to get into an argument with me, especially as the supporters. Always up. <laughs> <laughs> You just probably fight with your uh, missus, don't you? I actually do you? need to ask you, Swizz. Uh, how is it being a Richmond supporter these days? No, it's still good. <laughs> and, you know, we're, we're, we're in the top half of the ladder still. You mean you mean ninth? <laughs> <laughs> I love what you posted the other day. It's like I'm embracing a, a, another week of ninth jokes. Can't wait to remind them about the three premierships we won. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you're not going too bad, mate. That's good to hear. Yep. So. No, I don't. I can't complain, mate, and I'm up with my uh, my dad this week. I'm in Cobram. I've got out of the Melbourne uh, COVID bubble, so I'll uh, crack a drink open and uh, get right into this podcast. Cheers. Cheers. And speaking Cheers. of, we are on the uh, the, the old goatee uh, hazy pale ale, um, and it's still it's delicious, by the way. Very delicious. Very, very delicious. Okay, so the schedule for today, we're looking at um, rookies, particularly. There's a couple to note that people are interested in. We're also looking at some strategies, um, looking at the possible scenario of a buy this week for, what is it, Essendon West Coast, hypothetically, we think it'll go ahead, but just hypothetically, whether that changes things in our strategy going into the buys. Also, a couple of cheap options that people keep banging on about, are they worthwhile, are they not? Uh, And that kind of wraps us up, so it should be a nice, quick... Quick pro quo. It should be a, a little bit uh, quicker than normal. And even the rookie options that we're looking at, they're scarce anyway. Uh, but I think that's probably where we need to start um, in terms of the rookies. And really, there's the um, the two big ones in Cody Whiteman and uh, and James Mann. But I, so, I suppose we start with Whiteman. Posted at 98. Sorry, mate? Is it Whiteman or Whiteman? Uh, I don't know. Um, I, it's spelt like weight as in like lifting weights. Um, I'm not. I'm not sure. Whiteman. A couple of people refer to him as the flea, so I was thinking it must be some sort of relation to the uh, great Dale Whiteman from Richmond. So um, that's what I'm going to go with. But I'm happy to go with your Queensland interpretation. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I, I like the Whiteman. The Whiteman. The Whiteman. I don't know. Who well, knows? yes, I I don't know how it's pronounced, but all I know is that he's definitely needs to. Hey, Mom! The meatloaf! <laughs> Needs to get that meatloaf. Needs to hit that meatloaf. He played very well. He only had 14 possessions for that 98. He had 11 score involvements. Now, um, I wouldn't usually be looking at someone who's 173K um, as a downgrade option because you're not making much cash, especially with the trade-out options this week. I mean, 
most people are looking at guys like McNeil or Scott to trade out. You're only going to maximize maybe 100K at the best of it. Right. Now, you tell people why they should look at Whiteman, Whiteman, whatever his fucking name is, and then I will come up with a counter, and then Swizz will be our adjudicator okay. and give their final sense. Well, the easiest is that he uh, offers you cover over the over the buy round because his buy is the middle buy. And within two weeks, if he posts back-to-back 70s, he's going to make 100K in two weeks. So he'll be at about 270 to 280K within two weeks, which you may even be able to just trade him out. And even though that might be a little bit early, it could be, you know, you get to that premium by using the cash from Waitman in two weeks. I, I, as long as he gets you out two weeks and goes 70-70, I don't see... There's no negative in my opinion because you make 100k, you get you get to that next um, that next buy, you potentially can save you a, a donut with the amount of cash he's going to make and be able to trade to another premium. There's there's a lot of positives in, in getting in Waitman. Um, obviously, the negative is his price, which isn't isn't great. Hey, my job's the negatives, Chris. You but stick to I'll, your lane. I'll let you go with the negatives, mate. What do you think? Uh, overpriced, 170000 overpriced by at least fifty. Do not touch anyone that's 173000 ever after the season starts unless they are exceptional. Even if there's a fire, do not touch them. Um, the other one is, Chris, no, 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 my turn. Um, they're not going to flog <laughs> shit heaps like St. Kilda every single week. They're, might have that one. I think they might have had over 2,000 of the points. It was an absolute shellacking. They smashed them. Waitman... You, I think realistically, you're just going to have to wait, man, because he is not ripe for the picking. Oh, what do you Swiss. think, Swiss? Tell us, tell us what you really feel. Uh, yeah, I've got to actually agree with Ben there. And that I get the buy cover, but yeah, not everybody gets to play St. Kilda every week, and that was just shit. Yeah. And but, Essendon yeah, are few and far bad. between. And, and the thing is, he's got the D's. Yeah, that's the Frio game, but then Geelong and then West Coast away, if you were to keep him that long, you know, they're actually tough opposition compared to what the Saints threw up. So, um, yeah, I, I think as a small forward, he's more likely to go that 40 to 50, which is going to you know, dent that uh, cash generation. Well, he kicked two goals too, and the team kicked 21 goals. I mean, that's not going to happen every week. Yeah, I mean, look, there's considerations. I, I think you're overlooking the fact that he's going to save you a zero or potentially... Um, I mean, depending on your side and structure. Like, for example, me right now, I have Fullerton in my forward line getting me a zero every week. The only way that I can avoid a zero in that is to bring in a forward rookie. There's no other forward rookie outside of Madden, but I also need to trade out Scott. So trading out Scott doesn't fix that rookie situation. It just replaces one with another. Yep. I think if you're trying to free up cash to get a primo, then you're probably looking at possibly a Madden. If you're looking at job security and having someone on field, then Waitman's probably your go. Yeah, and it's a, it, it's a short-term solution for me because uh, it'll only be the one, or hopefully only be the one or two weeks uh, playing on field. But um, When you said 14 touches, though, 12 of those were kicks, which is very SC-friendly. You know, unlike someone who handballs it all the time, 12 kicks out of 14, that's a really good ratio. So I will give you that one. Yeah, look, and you had... But Ben, he had three free kicks four, so that's always going to bump up anyone's score. But you're not looking for him to score ninety eights every week. Yeah, like well, as I said, not, I, I think if he, hit, I think he's got the ability to hit seventy seventy. Um, I'm not looking. As I said, if he makes you a hundred k within two weeks, would you complain about it, or would that be enough? Well, he could also hit you a twenty twenty, and you could have that perfect vision. But who knows? <laughs> that was a really bad pun. <laughs> yeah. So, look, I like the pick. I think that he's one that will be able to at least cover cover a forward line, don't, especially for me, I think he's going to cover a forward line donut. That's the first thing he's going to be able to do. Um, and second of all, the other, th- the other thing to consider is who else are you downgrading in the next couple of weeks? So if you're not going Waitman and you're going Madden, okay, that's fine. But who are you getting next week? Who knows? Um, let us, <laughs> let us, let us know. Let's, do you want to chat with that when we chat strategy? Yes, let let's, us let's keep that there. Let us know what you're thinking. Are you on the Whiteman Whiteman train? How do you say it? Just let us know. All right, we're just opinions. I have no idea. Um, <laughs> we're an opinion page. Not we're, a, an, we're an opinion <laughs> page. What is it? Not an advice page. Yeah, when we give like, oh, you give like when we're swearing or whatever, like, oh, but you're an advice page and you're giving shit advice. We're like, mate, we're giving an opinion. We don't give a fuck what you think. <laughs> um, so yes, uh, okay. Moving on. No, Madden is the one now. I've had people already message me as a Brisbane Lions fan and 
Yeah, they're like, oh, Madden, is he, is he, is he playing? Is he going to keep his role? And everyone wants to know these things. Uh, it, it's an interesting one for me. Now, I think his first quarter, Madden looked pretty shit. Um, he got some good marks and then, like, butchered it. And he could have gone – when you look at uh, – I think there was a long bomb in. And uh, I don't know if it was Rewald or Lynch got the mark. Madden ran over, should have actually jumped third person in with the spoil. Sorry, Chris, just getting in front of no, your face fine. here. And he didn't do it. He just hung back. He didn't actually crash the pack. And I think Harris Andrews or whoever got smashed you know, in that, was actually looking to him saying, mate, you've got to come over and help me. After that, though, I thought he was exceptional. His last three quarters, intercepts were really good. Uh, it was quite funny there how he had to come around the mark. I don't think he was used to that. And I couldn't work out why at the time. And I'm like, oh, he's Irish. That's why. Um, yeah, I, he's I obviously, thought, obviously raw, isn't he? He he is raw. Uh, exceptional speed, though. I think he has the record um, combined twenty meter sprint ever, which is ridiculous. Uh, he's got a good mark on him. I think he has definitely got some skills and attributes that you could use in a defensive line or even in a forward line. My concern, though, is when we start to look at the issues that we had, were the people that might be coming back in, and would they impact them, Chris? Uh, yeah, I, I suppose, look, that is probably where we start. Um, there is three players that could potentially replace him, but they are all injured right now. Um, so obviously he came in um, when there was two defensive outs, Darcy Garner and Ryan Lester. Um, so he came in as, as one of those. There's three guys that are coming back. Obviously, Lester's a short-term injury. Um, we've also got Jack Payne. He's only one to two, uh, listed as one to two away. And Noah Ainsworth as well is listed as I think either one to two or two to three. Yeah, he's not long. Um, now, um, so I think it's Michael Whiting, the um, uh, AFL reporter up here in Queensland. He claims that regardless, those three guys are probably likely to come back through the knee or the VFL now. Um, anyway, um, at least for one or two games before they were to crack the AFL side. That's one consideration. The second consideration is that in round seven for his debut game, he actually replaced Darcy Gardner in the lineup. So D Gardner was uh, out injured and Madden was the one coming in for him. But the thing with that, though, is that he was then, they won convincingly against Port Adelaide and he was then dropped the week after. Well, because Darcy Gardner came back, didn't he? So he was Ooh, only a one yeah, week after Gardner. Yeah, and then he, and then That's he did what I'm his saying. shoulder so, again. So, the, so with Gardner out for 12 to 14, is that, does that mean, now this is, this is a question, does that mean that he's more likely an out for Gardner? Uh, or sorry, a replacement for Gardner, not for Leicester? And therefore, regardless of what happens with those three other guys, because those three other guys are generally um, those small to medium for, uh, defender types, is he that third tall defender that they want? Even though he's only, I think, 186 centimetres? Yeah, he had a good leap. He's got a good leap, got a good mark, got a good intercept on him, and that's generally what they want out of Gardner. So, so here's my opinion, and Swizz, I'll get to you straight after that. Um, I thought he was great aerially. I think he's also a good third man up. Leicester has been known to also play tall. I think it was Leicester on Cox once. You know, it's quite funny. But <laughs> yeah. Leicester can play tall, and Leicester is actually listed as test this week. He is one that they might actually throw straight back into the side because of the, the caliber of player that he is. Now, if it's all going to depend on that. If they throw Leicester tall, right, then it might shift things a little bit. You also have Archie who's playing forward. He can also go back into defense. So say... Leicester plays tall. Archie could also go back into defense. I'm saying I like Madden, and I think the role is his for now. I think he probably plays tall, and Leicester plays a little bit more flexible. But is his, does he have the security? I don't think so. Do, he, he do is, you need the security, though? Like, is no, you two don't need to. Enough? It's two weeks is enough, and he's there. If, he, if he's named, you just pick him. Because, number one, I think, A, it frees up cash. And the, the name of the game is to get cash, and then you hope. You hope that they play through the buys. We don't know. Right, you are hoping that he is obviously replacing Gardner. We will know more this week. If Leicester's named and Madden's named, perfect. Then you actually know over okay, over the next couple of weeks he will keep his spot. If Leicester's still out and doesn't play and Madden is named, then it's going to be a little bit more of an issue, I think. What do you think, Swiss? Yeah, no, I agree with that because I'm looking at Brisbane team um, that played us and probably outside of Pryor who's the next out, and then you've got Tom Berry, who's the sub. There's no other obvious players who are going to fall out of that lineup. So if it's that one sort of bad game, or as Ben said, with uh, depending on the Leicester situation there, um, yeah, he could find himself out of that side very quickly. Hope, but as we said, it's only really wanting him for the next couple of weeks, and then you hope maybe he comes on um, a couple of weeks 
later after that, maybe other injuries happen. You just don't know if there's it's a bit of the uh, I guess the Frederick situation with Port, where we all thought, you know, he looks so good, how can he not um, play? But because of the amount of good players Port Adelaide have, and Brisbane's the same same situation, um, just finds himself out of that side. So um, we were well, until teams are no, um, it'll be anybody's guess. But I, I do agree with a lot what Ben is saying there. Yeah, my, my main concern is Cocker too, also playing now in the seconds, starting to get some continuity together. Oh, he's, dude, he, he will play over the buys, I reckon. Yeah, but. so he, here's the issue then, because if he's a pressure forward, Cocker too, right? Then, okay, so maybe then Leicester plays taller, Archie goes and plays the smaller defensive role, and then you have Cockatoo coming into that forward line. They are so flexible that it wouldn't surprise me if they actually shift it that way and then Madden ends up out. Uh, one also, I think the first out is probably Dev Robertson. Um, I think that's... Yeah, I think... Uh, no, no, he was so impressive on... Nope. Nah, he's strong, man. He's I, I had a lot of... I but, had but a lot for the him. The reason is Kim Ellis Yolman is absolutely tearing up the VFL. He's had two back-to-back games. Um, in the high 30s, early 40s of possessions. And it's literally a matter of time before he replaces Dev Robson in the starting side. No, nah, I reckon he's replacing the Beast. Wouldn't that be funny? Beast getting all cocky Beast, and then out you get. Beast has played well, though. He's done all right, but Ro- I, he's played well I have than not, Robertson. I have not. No, Robertson no. has a higher ceiling, Roberts, obviously. But... You're not talking about Robert, right? Robertson, the young fella. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, I have not been more impressed with him than I was on the weekend. It didn't work out for him completely. He is so strong in his body and his core, and he was hitting packs and actually putting pressure on. When there was an issue, he was remonstrating, getting in their face as well. I thought he was very impressive. The most impressed I've been he with him. He loves the turnover ball. He's the most I've been. This that was the most impressed I've been with him yet. <laughs> he loves the, he loves a clanger though. Well, he's not Jad. He's not short. Jaden short. <laughs> he does love a clanger too. Uh, yeah, look, to right. something to note, I think that Cam ellis Yolman is on is is before Cockatoo in the pecking order in terms of coming into that side. So Yeah, so um, Madden's very much a 50-50. I think if you're trying to free up cash and he's named, you hit and hope, and you hope he's named for another two to three rounds. And, you know, well, that's it. I think, yeah, I think he can easily make you 100K. Um, I don't think he's going to make much more than that, depending on his job security. But as long as he gets you... I think you get, if he gets you to the buy, you've had a win. Anything after that is a bonus. Yep. So is he essential though, Chris? Uh, I think it's team dependent, to be completely honest. Swizz, is he essential? Yeah, team dependent to that. If you've got, say, a Cozzy, um, it gives you that flexibility. If you need a defender to downgrade, yeah, the defender forward does give you some flexibility so that we that the other positions don't. So, yep. Cozzy yeah, owners, that makes sense. Okay, so I'm saying he. if you're trying to free up cash, I think he's a great option. Is he essential? If you can do, do a double upgrade this week, then I think you do the double upgrade. I, I don't think you double upgrade at all. Why not? Um, mm-hmm. Because who else are you going to get cash from next week or the week after? Anyone. Go to 102K rookie, mate. That's Maximize your cash. That's not a great idea when you're just, just going into the buys. Perfect ideas. That's a really bad idea. Do not actually... <laughs> I'll, I'm going to actually just... I'm just going to step out here and give actual advice as opposed to an opinion. Do not do that when you're just yeah. going into the buys. That's the dumbest idea I've ever heard. Hey, Chris, uh, who, which premium do you not have this year? Is it um, Clayton Oliver? <laughs> How does that go? I look through the chats. Chris was talking uh, a month ago about Clayton Oliver coming in this week, and then that somehow yeah, shifted. Four weeks later, four weeks later you either. still don't have steel either. So what is happening, mate? You just keep talking this big game and then not following through. Oh, this, I just take, I, I keep shifting uh, my decisions uh, based on chasing value, which is really annoying. Shifting decisions, and you're trying to give lovely advice to the people out there? <laughs> the advice of don't bring in a rookie that's not going to play during the buys. No, I think uh, that's pretty damn fucking solid advice if you ask me. Uh, no, I'm smiling as it I might, said it. It might also be an opinion. But it's definitely advice. I'm smiling as I said it. Obviously, <laughs> I didn't have that, In saying that, aren't you ranked like 996 or something now, Chris? Maybe uh, you should. I am, unfortunately. <laughs> Chris <laughs> and I did a complete. We did a complete switcheroo. I was like nine. I think I was nine ninetieth, and then Chris and we pretty much did I a complete was switch. Forty or something. Yeah. So now yeah. I'm I'm five about the same, and you're back where I was, which is quite funny. So there you go. Uh, okay. So other than that, there's no real rookies for this week. Next week again, there's probably not too oh, there, much. There's this Tom Wilson, but uh, he's if he lasts another week, I'll be surprised because um, essentially you've got Nathan Murphy that was the sub last week. He played on a Sunday, which means they want to get him to play this week. I, based on how good he was playing before his um, concussion, I would say that he's definitely playing AFL football this week. I'd say he's a very very high chance. 
If he doesn't, I'd be ropeable if I was him. He gets held over, doesn't play VFL, obviously, because of the um, being named for the AFL side on a Sunday afternoon. Doesn't play that week, and then the following week goes, oh, no, you're back to the VFL. He's got to work his way back into the side. Like, fuck, I'd be fucking furious. Yeah, but surely it's the time where Collingwood just tank and just play all their fucking rookies. Oh, that that, that time was round one, bro. I have no idea what they were. Like, why is Chris Maine still playing football? Like, don't get me wrong. He's actually played well for for, uh, Collingwood, especially this year. And the last couple of years, he's been serviceable. But, like, why play him? Chris Maine. Let's talk about Josh Thomas. Josh Thomas. Let's play Josh Thomas as a center bounce midfielder. Let's do that. That's a great idea. Come on now. Let's all agree Chris Maine is getting a bit on the nose. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, good one. Well done. Yes, well done. No, he's actually was he, okay. he's played really well. Actually, speaking of, Poulter has played very, very good football. Just, just, uh, just quietly. He's um, he looks to be a dead set gun. He was lucky a little, little butcher though. Yeah, yeah, lucky he took that goal because I tell you what, Champion Data wanted clearly don't have him in their team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. He the ball, but geez, at one point he was minus forty five. Dream team to super coach. Yeah, no, it's, that's full on. Uh, okay, looking forward to after the Gold Coast and Hawthorne by you have two Ruckman, Ned Reeves and Zach Smith. Uh, Reevesy, I thought, did admirably well. He actually went back, got a, uh, a few intercept marks, etc. Zach Smith will be their Ruck, assuming they don't replace him, which would be funny in the um, supplement sort of, not scandal, that's Essendon, um, mid, <laughs> mid-season replacement oh, of yeah. players. Yep. Wouldn't surprise me if they actually went and got a better ruck than Zach Smith halfway through the year. That'd be quite well, funny. I, I think they definitely get a ruck, hundred percent. They there's, there's there's no way that Gold Coast do not pick up a ruck in the mid season draft. Agreed. I, I think I think that's the important point, and I know we touched on it last week that we're a week away from this uh, yeah mid season draft where you're going to see some players between 102k and 123k coming in, and if you're drafting these players, you would expect them to come in to the side, a bit like when Marlon Pickett uh, was picked up. Um, but obviously that year he was injured. So I think there could be some possibilities on the horizon um, through that buy period. Uh, so, I, yeah. I can't see that happening. I, I can't see next week, So that which is the buy round, right? So round 12, the buy rounds happen. And then we're expecting round 13 or round 14 for a debut for a guy that's been in the program for a week? No, I don't think so either. I can't see that happening. Usually even even anyone, they, they, they build up for at least a month. And even then it's kind of like luxury they, trades they, at the end. It's not going to help us at all. Unless they already play in their existing VFL team, I can't see that happening because they need to learn structures and systems and everything. Like it's Otherwise, they're a liability. It's just not going to happen unless there may be yeah, like a small pressure are, forward. There are going to be a few players that I would expect who are going to be picked up from the VFL system. So, Oh, absolutely. That, yeah. But yeah. like if they're in the existing, like let's say, for example, like Collingwood have a VFL team, right? That VFL squad obviously know the AFL system because they all train together. So mm-hmm. it makes sense that if the Collingwood was to draft someone in the Collingwood VFL team, then they already know the systems and structures. So they're two, three, four weeks ahead of the next best player. Yep. They have a preseason for a reason. And sometimes they need two preseasons if you're St. Kilda. Uh, it, <laughs> no, but you need to know strategy and game plan for a reason. Otherwise you are an absolute liability. Uh, I will touch on some though, because Reeves and Smith will play after their buy. So I think it'll be a good indicator as to how they're going. Smith's obviously an expensive price. I don't know if I want to pay 216k, but it might be nice to have a little backup option in the ruck. Someone who might make you an extra 100k as well. Not a bad option. Reeves, I thought it was impressive. The big one for me is Briggs. Um, Taylor is now injured eight weeks, I believe. They are now extremely short on talls. Yes, they got one back um, last week, but... I think Phil Davis is due back in week a week or two. Is he? Uh, have a look at the injury list, but I'm pretty sure he's due back soon. Um, Kieran Briggs absolutely dominated in the twos this week. He had 26 disposals and 45 hitouts and had an absolute fucking field day. Um, do I think he plays over Flynn this week? I don't think there's any chance in hell that that's happened, but I do think that Flynn probably plays this week, and I think it's his last week. Phil, Phil Davis, two weeks. Yep. Okay, so he might play for a week or two and then well, be Well, no, shoot. he won't because in two weeks he's there by. So he'll play for one week and then he won't even get a price rise. Right. Um, and then it's the same with Ned Reeves and Zach Smith. They will play one more week and then they have their buy. So you can't bring them in again, a zero onto your field to replace no one 
You're not going to bring them in round Oh, two. no, I was talking about Zach Smith would be something and Reeves would be waiting till after yeah. the buy because then you might be able to downgrade Bruce. Get exactly. Someone. So who's next week? So Ronan O'Connor got dropped, so unless he no comes one. in. No one's next there's week. There's literally no rookie on the bubble next week. None. Not one. So, yeah, Ronan. So either Ronan, going early no, even or then, double or, down Actually, if Ronan's pl- if Ronan is not sub again, then he would be um, the week after. But I don't see that happening. Yeah. I like Ronan O'Connor. And I, like what he did in fifty percent game time is epic. Yeah, but then sub the next week. So oh, if if he gets named this week and then gets named for a third, I'll pick him up. But I just don't. I can't see it happening. Yeah, so, and you're right. There's not much there. After that, it's basically the week after. Yeah, you're right. A couple of those are the buys. So the week after, they're exactly. like four there's, weeks. There's away. literally no bubble players next week, and the only bubble players are the week after currently. Yeah, and other than that, we're going early on potential debuts from this week. Or waiting around for these magical rookies to come from the mid-season draft. So that's why I think that um, strategy-wise, double downgrade makes sense this week. Especially if you need forward. Because like, they're, like, they're only rucks as well. Like There's some people that can't bring in a ruck. They can't downgrade to a ruck. Like imagine if you started with freaking um, you know, Meek or whatever. or And you had to trade Flynn early to, to get up to Gorn or a Grundy. You know what I mean? Like there's people out there that don't even have Flynn. <laughs> I know there's not many of them, but they, they, they don't have Flynn. They, they don't, can't downgrade anyone anyway. Write that down. Write that down. Yeah, so I, I don't know. For this week, there is a I – I'm likely to do a double downgrade to get cash so that I can make moves around the buys um, because I don't see any other way of making cash right now for the next two weeks. Yeah, no, interesting. Uh, for me, I think I, I need Dusty Martin in. So whether I go Dusty and then someone else to free up a little bit of cash, I am considering – because this is the last week before you're playing 18 aside, so I am considering going Heaney and Dusty. But I think I'm going to be limited by that. So I really need Scott to actually miss. Hopefully he's a little bit sore. Uh, if he plays, then I have to get rid of him. So Dusty in, and then I'm freeing up cash. I don't care if I bring in 102K rookie next week. I am maximizing cash to upgrade. That's a terrible idea. I, no, would, I need I cash on field. Yeah, no, you don't. You yeah, don't do. need cash on field. You need to uh, cash. Need playable players. So then, yeah, yeah, I need cash. So then I can then bring in my premiums. However, I need to do it. Okay. Well, do you have a full full squad of playing rookies right now? Yep. That's not true. I have three people that weren't playing. One was a sub. That was it. Two players. Yeah. So, uh, so I would I would have a look at your team before doing that and make sure that you can field eighteen each week. Yep. Easy. Okay. Easy now. Nah, it's, it's real easy until those players, those it's real easy. that are playing, the, are not playing in the buys because the they issue, get dropped for The no issue reason. I have is the last buy, so she'll be right. <laughs> I actually well, love There's exactly. a lot of that going around at the moment. Oh, no, it'll, it'll work itself out. That's why I'm with Clary, mate. My my high more captain this week, you know, the one that you missed out on. Yeah, she'll be right. <laughs> at least I know I'll be the only one out of this group still in the top thousand come two weeks on. <laughs> Right, okay, so uh, what's your thoughts, Wiz, on the double down, mate? Yeah, I don't mind it to that. If that's if you need to get cash for that, I'm in that debate where I'm going, do I go one and a Heaney type or one of these others that we might talk about soon? But um, definitely if you have no cash and you've got some rookies that uh, they've fattened themselves out and need to be uh, sent to the avatar for a slaughter. Sorry no, for those vegans out there. No um, cash, Wiz. There's no cash here. Yeah, you you hearing me? No cash. I got. I don't get. Is it, it Chopper? Is it no cash? No, no cash here. Australian movies don't don't do a thing for me. Oh mate, Two Hands yeah. is on Foxtel. I just watched some of that before. Australian Fucking great movie. Do, 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 do I stutter? <laughs> do I stutter, boy? Am I getting on nibbly nibbly? <laughs> um, yeah. Two Australian Hands. Movies two Hands is like the best. Heath Ledger. Two Hands. Australian movie. Yeah, Fucking it's, great. It's one of my favorite movies. It's a ripper. Chris. Australian yeah. movies don't do a thing for me. Do I have to say it again? Jeez. Hey, well, do you want us to move on about your deprived childhood? About no, <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> the Simpsons doesn't do anything for me. Uh, all, all my 44 <laughs> followers that started following me just left. <laughs> all right, let's move on. Let's start landing our plane and move, all right. move on. Uh, let's go on to cheap options because there are two that are heavily named. Chera is one. Bailey Smith is another. Based on their cheapness and possibility to improve, Chera is 408K. He is 76,000 under where he started. Break even at 53. So some might say he is ripe for the picking. Mm -hmm. Let's have a look at his scoring history. 
Starts off, he's got one, two, three, three scores over 120. Got injured on a 15, which is why he's still really cheap because he had that 15 in his cycle still. Just got a 102. Boys, are you on the Chera train? Uh, no. Do you go Swiss before I, I jump in? Okay. I'm not on it, but of the, there's actually four options, and we might float the other two after these two main ones, but um, he's the one I like the best of these options between... 400 and 440, um, but, and he's got a, well, he, got, he does have some great scoring, um, does have the right role, but not for me. Swizz, if you mention Green, Tom Green, you're getting fucking booted. <laughs> we, we said this pre-game, we are not the Tom Green fan club. So I don't know what I don't know what your other one is that you want to mention there, Swizz, but hold that. Well, it would be wrong to not mention the Carlton captain, wouldn't it? Oh, actually, no, I'm in. I'm in. You can say whatever you like. you got your own fucking segment here. It would be here. wrong to mention him. You're right. Oh. Um, <laughs> no, okay, so I'll, I'll just jump in on Chera. Um, actually, I just want to have a, a, a overarching view of all of these picks. They're all shit, and you shouldn't be spending your money on any of them. Like, I, like, I, I get that people need a cheaper option because they are poor on cash for whatever reason. I just don't think I would rather one hundred percent rather double downgrade instead of jump on one of these guys and actually get a premium next week. I don't understand why you wouldn't. If you double down this week, you could easily jump to a steal next week. Steel uh, Chris, Chris, I will throw one at you. Would you rather a four hundred option as one of these guys and get one of the like a Waitman, or do Ben's thing and get a hundred and two non-playing rookie and get the four hundred thousand dollar buyer? He says neither. I can uh, see his uh, eyes. So, uh, so Are you talking about Steele and a 102K player? Yeah. Okay. Or, yeah, yeah. or go Waitman and have to go Crips, for example, or someone in those four. I'd get Madden and hope that you have the extra 20K. <laughs> um, no, there's, there's, there's a couple of things I would do. I would just get Heaney. I think that that's probably the most logical next decision because Heaney, whilst he's a, he's a stepping stone, so... I don't see Heaney as someone you keep in your team for the entire season. I see him as someone that you get until after the buys when uh, Pat, uh, when Paddy Dangerfield is ready to be picked up. So that is different. If you're getting someone like a Chera, if you're getting someone like a Bailey Smith, you're only riding that, hopefully, you're really only riding that train for three to four, maybe five weeks, and they make you a little bit of cash. But at least we know if Heaney stays fit, he's going to make you at least 100 grand. Whereas I don't know. Are you talking about Crips now? If Crips stays fit? No, Heaney. No, no, same story though. Crips Crips isn't fit. (laughs) (laughs) That's not a question. Hey, hey. Did I stutter again? (laughs) Um, Bailey Smith is an interesting option for that, but he's he's still 400K. So you're you're losing already 50K. He needs to make 100K from 400, which is harder. But he's got a good six-week block of potential good scoring with Trelaw out. Is he a season keeper? Absolutely not. And I think if you're treating any of these guys like that, then you're already behind the eight ball. Again, what I said earlier is double down instead and then get steel next week or get just get a better option. There's better options. There's, there's, um, I'd rather Darcy Parrish. You know, get wait one week and get the better option next week. Done. Yeah, um, Bailey Smith has only gone over the 100 once as well this year. And I think the appeal is people are like, oh, yeah, Dunkley's down and Trelaw's down and... Again, Bailey Smith, he might he did after halftime get more center bounces, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, didn't help that the fact that they smashed the Saints. So he got he didn't even hit a hundred last week. Ninety seven he got. Um, I think he could go a hundred flat. Uh, I do share the same thing, but for me it's slightly different as far as if you're playing for leagues and you could have one of these cheaper options as you know one of those other loose ones. You're kind of just hoping on your week in finals in your league that they actually go well. That's the only difference for me. Overall, I think you can't do oh, it at if all. You, if you're entering a matchup and you've got Bailey Smith versus any top 10 midfielder, you're just fucking shit in your pants. Yeah, but if you? you don't have the cash, then no cash here. You would possibly look at some cheaper but, options to get you through. Steel's only 160k more. You say it's, only. That could be like two people's downgrades. It's one, no, it's one downgrade. It's like... It's it's you know How many, how many players Scott are two, to, to, to um, James Madden? Yeah, if they, if they have Scott. I don't know how many people don't have Scott. I, I don't know. Uh, for yeah. me, it doesn't make sense to be jumping on these guys. I, I, I think if you're jumping on a cheaper option, you're jumping on Heaney. Outside of that, you're not you're not taking that risk. You're just not. I, I don't know. Am I, am I crazy here? Did <laughs> I take crazy pills? 
<laughs> it might be. Uh, Crips, let's go, Swizz. Why would people be interested in Paddy Crips? He got to say, what did he score this week? A 95. He's actually had a couple good weeks in a row, guys. <laughs> what did you say? 95 is a good week. Yeah, 95 and a 94, <laughs> okay. considering... If I wanted Taranto scoring, I'd just get Taranto. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! He's cheaper uh, than Taranto has oh, he's ever had a couple been. of good weeks. He had a fucking ninety-five. Yeah. Okay, buddy. For Crips, mate, he's looking That's good. half of what he scored against the Lions last year, mate. Excuse me, he is only like thirty points a game down on average on Walsh. Thank you. So you just calm down, Chachi. Oh, coming back with the thunder. Watch that. That's creeping up on you with his 95. I should just pay you 50 bucks right now on that bet and just you move should. on. Should be like sports bet. Just pay out early. Pay, pay him out early. <laughs> Call me AI. Um, yeah, I don't. Uh, Swiss, sorry. I just completely stole your thunder there, mate. No, 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 no. I, I actually do agree with you, Chris. It's more the fact that because I've been throwing the messages, what do you think about Chera, Green, Cripps, and um, who's the other fucking one that we talked about a moment Tom ago? Okay, so let's go one, two, three, four out of those four players. I've got Chera one. Cripps uh, ahead of Bailey Smith only because he's got the role where Bailey Smith's going to lose it in six weeks or should lose it in six weeks. So Bailey Smith third, Tom Green fourth. Chris? Uh, fucking hell. I can't believe I'm being asked this fucking shit question. <laughs> <laughs> I would go one, Chera. None of the rest. I would not touch any of them. That's not the game, Chris. No, Learn the game. That's it. I've only that's got one not, option. One option that's is Chera. Uh I'm going to go Paddy Cripps number one, Chera number two, Smith number three, and I'm not fucking mentioning Tom Green. <laughs> <laughs> he says while mentioning Green. Okay, so Look, uh, by the way, I just on that. I don't hate Tom Green if you already have him. But well, I'm not training him into my team to what be a semi what is what even? What, hey, how would you call that? I've already got one ranger in my team, Chris. Do you have a ranger in your team? <laughs> <laughs> might be why. Might be exactly what I'm missing from my yeah, team. Yeah, I think you need a little so, bit of red. The problem is, um, and I know a few people listen to like you know Tim Mitchell and a few others on Twitter, but the comparison. Love you, Timmy. By the way, yeah. of him with Clary at the same time and that, but. Clary is a different beast than that. Yes, Tom Green will turn into a very good midfielder, but he's not going to be Clary. He's not Clary in the next 10 weeks. And that other scoring that Clary did at the same time and that. I, yeah, if, if it happens, feel free, tweet me at the end of the season and say you were wrong. No problem. But Tom Green is not going to come out and start scoring 120 every week. He's built more like a Crips anyway, um, Greeny. So, yeah, it's interesting. In a keeper league for sure. Go nuts. Um, yeah. Interesting. All right, so I just don't think it's the it's the time it's not the time. Uh, can I also say this? It's just not the time to be bringing in these fucking speculative bullshit picks. Like I understand after buys, you're fucking scrounging around. You got one more premium to get. You got like limited trades. You, then you need to go and grab like fucking some shitty 350, 400k midfielder that's probably going to spud it for the rest of the fucking season. But whatever, I've just got to grab him. I get that. But we're do, about to do go you, into a Do you, Chris? I do. Do you? I, I, I would say a lot of people have a lot of premiums and they're, we're about to go into a section of the year where we have an extra trade every week where we can maximize cash and bring in actual decent players. So why are we looking at these fucking shit prep? I just don't get it. Yeah, it, it, it's, as I said, I agree. Chair is the only one I could think done so for the relevant. Feisty. But... It's all, no, if you push them aside, it's Isaac Heaney, Air, and then we move on to those four midfielders. Oh, and, I and I'm happy agree. to talk about. I'm, I'm happy to talk about Isaac if we want to move on to it now. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. So obviously, here we going, Heaney. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the, the the reason is it's the same reason that I just mentioned, but for you don't necessarily need to bring in Heaney because he's a keeper. He's, I don't think he. Pro, I don't think he is a keeper. I think there's other forwards, obviously. Dangerfield's one, um, but you're gonna want. But with his break even, his break even's eleven. He's got back to well, he's got 110 and 86 in his cycle. He's gonna make you cash. You just know that already. Even though he's playing forward, he still scores well as a forward. You just hope that for the next until he's by, he can at least get you some sort of 80s to 100, and spikes that cash. Jen makes 100 grand, and you can trade him out to anyone you want. And the perk, yeah, the perk yeah, with Heaney too. Carlton, Saints, and Hawks are the next yeah. three. 
And it, but it's not that. Even also, like if you wanted you you run out of trades, he's not the worst F six. He finishes exactly. with three O three O S them St Kilda North and Suns, and the Swans are fighting for the eight. So if if they if they're still in that position, come those last five games. Um, we know Heaney's scoring potential, and he's done it twice before. He's been a top six forward. So if that's your worst player in the forward line, where all these forwards are so up and down, yeah, what, what, what's the downside? Yeah, and sub, sub, uh, just to compliment that as well, I mean, the forwards are averaging shit anyway. What, what does he need to average to average top 10? What, like 90? Like, what is yeah. it right now? Like, okay, cool. He's, got, he's probably going to be able to do that. Let's say, like, worst, best case scenario... You can push him to F seven and just loop him, like there's there's options with Heaney and he's fifty k cheaper minimum. There's just it blows my mind looking at these shitty midfield options, like trying to pick a breakout mid season. Doesn't yeah, make well, sense. Well, backing that up, Chris said taking out these six injured forwards at the moment. Jack Darling in sixteenth, which is actually tenth of the playing forwards, is eighty nine point six. I mean, I don't know what else I need to say about that. But if my disdain was not enough there, it should be. <laughs> All right. So is that what we're, we can move, are we moving on? We move on. We move on. We move on. Okay. Oh, far out. I feel, I feel, does anyone else feel sweaty? Yeah. I've been watching cops. You've been, you've been definitely. <laughs> you better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Sorry, um, I've been feisty. I, I know. I like it. I like winding you up and just watching you go, Chris. It's, it's lovely. You watch, um, you watch the followers this week. Oh, wait, you don't like the Simpsons. It's going up. Chris doesn't have clarity. I get to do those clarity jokes. Oh, by the way, you haven't had to make a Josh Kelly joke this week. That's quite nice, isn't it? Oh, can I? Oh, here we go. Wind him up. Honestly, Josh Kelly's game, like he had 25 disposals, but he had the most game high in tackles, game high in clearances. Um, game high and score involvements, but of his 25 disposals, seven of them were direct clangers. The rest were effective. So he either kicked it to a target or he kicked a clanger. <laughs> there was no in between. Yeah, if he could merge with Clayton Oliver and Kelly could just play till halftime and Oliver could play the second half, they would be the perfect super coach player. Oh, I, I absolutely agree with you, 100%. Uh, but how good was... Oh, dude. And might I also add... Clayton Oliver's first half, where he actually got 72 by halftime. That was the worst 72 I think I've ever seen. But you don't say that. <laughs> um, I, I think, Swiss, we, me and you were chatting over the, like, watching yeah. the game, and we were like, how it's, the hell is, is Clary even close to that score? He was just. And how was that second half, Chris, watching him yeah. go up and up and yeah. up and well, up? He had four free kicks, four, I think, didn't he, in that first half? That's the only yeah. thing that saved Clary. And and they ended up being like he got a miraculous goal from a clearance, just snapped over his head out of nowhere, and goes, "Oh, left foot went through. Didn't even know it was there. Oh, okay, okay, sure. You give him the take those free kicks away, and he gets a one eighty. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's me being Chris. His second half was the like outstanding, oh, huge. Only okay. only only bettered by Patrick Cripps against the Brisbane Lions two years ago in that. Half. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh fuck! I hate you. Sometimes. Oh yeah, back okay. when Cripsy was a good player, right? Uh, hypothetically, Cripsy yeah, when he was a good player, and Lockie Neal stopped after half time. Hypothetically, if the game is moved or postponed this weekend, Essendon versus West Coast, does that tra- change your plans for this week or next week, boys? Uh, I don't have any Essendon or West Coast players, so no. Me either. No, but then <laughs> would that change it? Because yeah. then next week, you know, your Zach Merritts, you could pick him up because, you know, you're looking at cheaper options and he's already had his buy, that kind of thing. Yeah, I've only got Zachy Merritt, so as long as I can cover that. But, yeah, the Ridley factor for me. Oh, um, yeah, actually, we do. Oh, yeah, no, we do have yeah, a, an right. Essendon player. We forget about him because he plays so well, it's not Essendon-like. That's why. Honestly, like, <laughs> the way Ridley plays, he's like a, he just sort of rolls across. It's like, it's like rolled gold across the, across the ground. And when he takes a mark, I'm like, I didn't even know that was him. Like, it's just silent but deadly. <laughs> he just looks like a, like a smooth assassin. It's like a Dutch oven on the field. <laughs> what? Smooth and deadly. Um, <laughs> okay, so then I would have Ridley. Um, okay, so you've already got Ridley and Zach Merritt then? No, I, I don't have Ridley. I've just got Zach Merritt. <laughs> ah, okay. So you're not going Ridley at all then? Uh, I will if they freaking have a bye this oh, week. Yeah, true, true. Um, 
Zach Merritt's in a question for me. I mean, I'm in. So uh, Zach, I suppose Zach every, Merritt. Yeah. Oh yeah, Merritt. So yeah. I'm in a position where I only have three premiums to get. Steel is going to be one of them. So that leaves me two more. One of them is going to be a midfielder, and one of them is going to be a forward. I'm actually looking towards Neil and Danger just due to upside of both of them. Um, so you're hoping Neil can rival Clary, is what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, at the moment, isn't Clary the number one player in Supercoach right now? Pretty confident he is. No. Pretty confident he is. You might be. Um, the total no, score. Well, actually, Clary should have been mentioned in our yeah, um, cash cow. Yep. He, he should have been mentioned in our cash cow. He's meant to go up 70,000 in the next two weeks yeah, to be 720,000. Can't bring him in now. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, so I think Neil is, he could come back. I mean, he's had, obviously, time to rest his back. He's um, repairing. I think the first week, you know, he might come in and have a, a mediocre game, which is good because his break even is 96. And then you can pick him up that second game. Um, or you could just ride, you know, ride the gauntlet and just bring him in. He's at a cheap enough price that his first game back. Uh, hopefully he plays before the bye, has that week oh, rest. I would love that. That would be perfect. Yeah. And then you bring him in. If he comes in straight after the bye, I think I might even just jump on him. Why not? I am a glutton for punishment. He's cheaper. Then Lions, I might just have to do it. And with um with Zebel having a, a few offs weeks, and the, I think that Hall has definitely impacted Zebel. And I'm watching them play together, uh, um, what I've noticed is that they are using Hall as the run and carry outlet, and they're using as Zebel the, as the as kick. The kick. Yeah. So it's Zebel to Hall, run and carry, long bomb. Now that hurts Zebel because he was doing a lot of those long kicks, and. I don't think that he has that sort of 120 ceiling that he was yeah, posting up earlier in the season now. I think he's more like a 105 average for the rest of the season, which is still really good. And it's still going to be probably the second or third best average in the forward line this year. So I wouldn't trade him out just so everyone's aware. But what that means is that Danger is still likely going to be the clear and obvious best forward for the remainder of the season once he starts playing. So I can still see Danger averaging 105 to 110 in his sleep for the rest of the season. So, um, yeah, I, I really want Danger as my last four, which means I'm not looking at a Nick Hine type. I'm not looking at, um, you know, any of the other forward options. Even, I mean, I can see the appeal with Heaney because that's a cash cow situation. But outside of that, yeah, none of the forwards for the, either of those teams. I'm actually a little bit concerned now with Impy. Um I know he's someone that's just been chipping away, right? But the last sort of, what, four weeks, he's gone 74, 116, 82, 91. Now he's chipping away, and the forward line sucks that bad that he's definitely not the biggest option, like the biggest issue. Will Day is meant to be coming back into that side in the next couple of weeks. It's Will Day, right? The, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. that that's my my concern is that's going to impact his scoring, uh, he, either him or Giath, one of them, but I think... Giath has, has been shit the last four Well, I know he has, but I think Impey's type, it might affect his scoring where he might actually go back to those 80s to 90s that we're expecting. Does anyone else feel me on this or not? Uh, like no, I, I understand. I just don't yeah. think it's that much of an issue if he is scoring 80s or 90s. No, no, no. But then he's, you know, he starts doing that and he goes down to 400. He's not the worst option to have on your yeah, field, but... but- yeah, now you're going to waste the trade to sideways to a Nick Hind or someone like that to get an extra five points. No, but if he holds on to that sort of price and danger comes back soon enough, then he could be the other option. Yeah, that's the only way I could say it. Impy to danger. Up, yeah. yeah, if you're going up. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't go sideways. Yeah, there's, there's too many around his price that are just the sideways. Yeah, Honestly, it's a sideways to side bottom right now. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, I do agree. Oh. Interesting. Uh, okay, I think that kind of wraps up most of the strategy side of things. So you're trying Definitely. to free up cash to maximize to make sure you have 18 on field each week, which is very important um, throughout the buy. So this is something you should have been working towards. Yeah, so what we would usually find in most normal years is that we build a bank towards going into that first buy round so that when that after that buy round, you can start bringing in the premiums from that buy to enable you to play through that buy. But you need to have cash to be able to do that. Now, unfortunately, because next week would be usually that week that we did that, and it doesn't look like there's any rookies that we're going to be able to do at the moment. Now, having said that, again, we could potentially go early on people next week. Uh, that is fraught with danger over the buys. Main reason is they're in there for one week. They get dropped the second week. Then they have the buy, and then they come, but they don't come back. Um, and it happens way too often. 
that's why I think the double down is very, very important because it gives you cash to be able to take towards that that um, that buy. So yeah, I mean, if you already yep. have cash, it's not that much of an issue. True. Swizz, what are you thinking? Um, yeah, I don't think I can bypass Heaney this week. Um, that's my my probably biggest issue at the moment. I'm really hoping the Essendon West Coast game turns in the buy is my round twelve. I'm a bit opposite to a lot of other people who around 13 and 14 seem their biggest struggle at the moment. My round 12 is actually my worst for um, my buy structure. So um, it'll be Heaney and then something else, be it do I downgrade to Madden or Waitman or do I look at something that will help fix that. Um, but Madden or yeah, Waitman both fix that, by the way. Yeah, well, they do. They do. But I don't think I can bypass Heaney either. So it'll be a case of, yeah, which one do I want to go down to? What sort of cash? Um, because I've got Scott and probably McNeil both close to the on the chopping block. Um, you know, there's a couple other things I can do in my team. But there's another part of me, like, well, maybe I'll just go one and, and, and leave the extra trade. So like I'm sitting pretty comfortable on that. I actually didn't talk about how I went, but I left 62 points on the bench this week and still scored 24.75, which now put me 451st. So, um, for me, it's just trying not to, yeah, have too much damage and then set myself up for those with that round 13 and 14. Yeah, that's fair. I think my big one's 14, probably because I think a lot of the rookies and stuff I'm holding, like Jordan, etc. I'm going to move them on, but I need to really maximise that cash over those buys to then get them to make sure, because I think I need quite a few. My premiums are really balanced right across the board, but my uh, rookies are the issue. Yeah. And the thing with the rookies is you're not going to know until the week. No, that's true. There's no point in trying to plan around rookies outside of the fact that you know you want to try and I think backload them because you're going to trade them out. So you know that's why guys like you know, your your Sydney rookies, your Collingwood rookies, or your um, uh, who else has that back end by Sydney Collingwood. Those are the main two rookie options, I suppose. Um, yeah, that's why it's important to have those guys because now unfortunately McCreary's been injured. Yep, he's out for a couple. So he has to go. I, well, if he's out for two. He, he may come back for round 14. He may not. I think you just punt him. Yep. I do so, agree. Yeah. Maximize that cash. Okay, now let's get into our favorite segment here, boys. Captain. Hey, Didn't forget, hey. Swizz. Uh, so, Swizz, you start, mate, because you are the captain's man. Well, we've got there's a few choices for uh, Friday night's game, um, which is probably the easiest for people to loophole. Um, so you've got, what, Oliver, McRae, Bont, Gorn, uh, among others. Uh, I don't mind Gorn if they, uh, depending on who's rucking for the Bulldogs this week. I was going to say uh, the same thing. Well done. Yeah, so though McRae and Oliver, it's hard to go wrong with them. Um, that The perfect um, world would be they shake hands at the start of the game and in the end of the game and they just run around and do their own thing. Oh, surely um, Libba goes to the Clayton after that week. I, yeah. I, I have no, there's no way he gets a has free to, run this week. Has there's to. Literally no way. Libra, as soon as he gets it, Libra's going to just hammer him. Libra's a chance to go to uh, Petrarca? Nah. I, I think they're, they're totally different players. You know, the, the, the ideal... like Bailey Smith could probably run with Petrarca. Yeah, that, that was my first thought. That he they're the ones that shake hands and say, see you yeah. later. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I just think that um, that in and under type, you know, where Clayton is, is his most damaging is at the contest and at the clearance. So who's the best clearance player in the AFL? Libra. So I I don't know what – there's no more better matchup in probably the entire AFL than Libba versus Clayton Oliver right now. There's two mm-hmm. guys that are absolutely playing out of their skin un, in and under. Why wouldn't you? I, I think that that's what the people want to see, right? I agree. So where, what are you thinking after that, Swiss? Well, McRae is probably the better option of those mids. Uh, and then currently at the moment I have Grundy captain – um, Geelong ruck situation is always an interesting one. It would depend on who Geelong names as ruck. Um, but outside of that, uh, I found it a little bit more difficult to find the, the captain choice this week. You know, Kelly's playing Brisbane, so uh, and I don't really like putting somebody like him as captain. It's hard because the Melbourne with Melbourne and Bulldogs all playing each other. Um, there's not the obvious one compared to a lot of other weeks. Uh, a smoky could be Laird versus Richmond. Um, we've talked about it all year, how we love to get points up to midfielders. and But at the same time, it's a big risk to put a captain on somebody like that. 
Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, for me, I talked about this on my team pod as well. I'm probably looking at Gorn or McRae, depending on how that sort of matchup goes. I think McRae is probably the one. He lifts for big games like this as well. Um, he could be a nice, I think, a fairly safe 120-odd. Gorn, based on the upside, um, depending on who he's rucking up against. Again, another big game. We're talking about top of the table. This is the kind of game that Gorn will definitely show up for as captain. This is a game he will prepare himself for. I see him going absolutely nuts and doing everything he can to insert himself around the field. And then for me, Grundy, I think, again, safe call. When you look at the the Sitcho for Geelong, Geelong like to play sort of slow kick mark as well. I think that kind of helps Grundy be able to get around the ground, probably some more stoppages. So Grundy is captain for me. Yeah, I, I'm with you guys. And I think there's also a, a point to be made about safety in numbers this week because if uh, Sweet's solo rucking, I think 90% of people who have gone, which is 90% of the comp, um, are going to be VCing him. So I think you cannot not do that. It, it's just not the week to be taking a punt on someone else. Yeah. Um, Pretty much most of them will be going McRae or Gorn as VC and then captaining Grundy if that falls through. I'd also like to say I think that Harms probably tags this week and it's going to be either Bont or McRae. I think it's more likely going to be uh, Bont than McRae, but there's that option and I think that that will happen this week. Um It'll be interesting to see. I, I'd still think Grundy, obviously, against either Asava, which is what they've been going with, or, or Stanley is the is the clear captain option. Um, but I actually don't mind Tom Mitchell uh, against the yeah. Suns either. So yeah, I don't mind. Yeah, so a little bit of a backup. They're playing at Teo. That's um, that's Cairns, isn't it? Is that no, 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 Darwin. Darwin. No, Darwin. Um, so th- yeah, I don't know if that plays into it uh, in terms of factors, but that's an interesting one. I just um, uh, let the viewers, the list, sorry, listeners and viewers, I suppose, without YouTube, but search for Supercoach Insider. Um, so Bruce is listed for a test this week. I don't think he'll be playing AFL, but he will likely be playing VFL. So I think the likely situation is he'll play the next two weeks, and the which so next week's an AFL buy. Play the next two weeks in the VFL, and then week three he will be playing AFL. So interesting, Flynn. Goodbye after this. We week. also said that about Marshall a couple of years back. Chris, remember that oh, Billy, yeah. Billy Long is going to take his spot, and then no. he got delisted. Um, oh, it's interesting, and even the commentators were saying that you know Flynn is actually quite enforcing, and he's been doing well. That it's Flynn's going, um, not Flynn. So Bruce is going to have to actually show some form in the seconds to knock him off, because even Greg Griggs. No, not Griggs. Griggs, What's Griggs, it? Griggs. Is killing it. Yeah, he's killing it, but he's yeah. not going to knock these two out. They, Mun, uh, Mumford and Flynn actually both played really well together. Flynn went forward, kicked two goals. He has to well, play this week. I, I mean, there's an argument to be made that Bruce actually comes and replaces Mummy and not Flynn. Yeah. So, yep. um, so look, we'll see what happens. Did you but... see the specky from Mummy? And, <laughs> and then they I even put it, the article they put release. it. Yeah, so yeah. good. It was so good. He thought there was a, was it a 4 and 20 pie, so he thought he'd better, <laughs> better get up there and... He hit his max speed for the entire year or something. <laughs> That was some good data. And um, and that uh, they'll spend the entire rest of the year just copying it from Mumford about it. it was, dude, that was so good. Well done. Fair. Uh, Swizz, any last comments? No, guys, it's, uh, it's, as we said, just um, try to get that cash and, um, and then that final buy preparation. Um, and, yeah, good luck to everybody. Swizz, can I just say you bring a really well-balanced demeanour to our conversation. I mean, before it's... Me with the rationale and Chris with the egotistical bullshit. And then Can't I think you, you round us out really nicely, mate. So if you are listening or watching, can you please do comment as well? Do you like the Swizz Master? I think he really compliments us. And that's it from me as well. I appreciate I just find this as a more of a relaxing chance to balance out my life compared to when I'm on Twitter where I'm just fucking <laughs> Yeah, here it's like, I'm going to be professional. My wife is listening to this podcast. Pro- professional. <laughs> this is like semi-amateur league. Um, well, that's why we got started in this as well. It's just because we talk footy anyway. As you know, we talk through the chats as well about a lot about football, but this is what we do. We got it to express ourselves, to talk football in this sort of vesicle that we are using i agree and look uh that wraps it up for us i just want to say one final thing before we go congratulations to liverpool football club for making the uh third place on the ladder after a horrendous year and good luck to the lakers uh in their playoff week this week uh let's go for the win and to Game all the clayton oliver's owners out there that v seed <laughs> or c actually i am interested some people last comment uh were commenting saying should they Use I think it was a Port Adelaide and a whoever else was um, 
three teams as the loophole, Murphy, Murray or something or other, Murphy, Collingwood, yeah. yeah, Murphy, he, and everyone got through unscathed. The three games <laughs> that had the three loopholes. Yeah. If you rode that train with me, please do like, comment, let's share. I really enjoyed that, said let's, no one ever. I've let's <laughs> bond Let's bond over that uh, VC workout. And uh, that's it's all it. good. Uh, congratulations to you guys for yeah being lucky and just getting on Clayton Oliver the one week that he actually fucking scored well. well yeah, done. thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, <laughs> all right, that's it from us, guys. We'll talk to you soon. See you guys. Bye. The C is for the courage I possess through the drama. H is for the hurt, but it's all for the honor. A is for my attitude, working through the patience. Money comes and goes, so the M is for motivation. Gotta stay consistent, the P is to persevere. The I is for integrity, innovative career. The O is optimistic, open and never shut. And the N is necessary, cause I'm never giving up. See, they ask me how I did it, I just did it from the heart. Crushing the competition, been doing it from the start. They say that every champion is all about his principles. Carry. 